1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: It's the Round Bar Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, it's Cantor, Dwayne Wade, Joey Devine! Bill Russell! Carmelo Anthony! Sean Keane, Greg Popovich! Adam Silver! Musical guest, that brings! And now, the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, Roundball Rockers! It's me, Joey Devine, and uh, my co-host, Deep in the Woods. Excuse, yeah. excuse the sound. This week, we're recording on an actual phone, but so yeah, much and has I'm ha- on an actual mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, but so much has happened that uh, we felt like we had to record. So, yeah, we had to get in there. Not unlike Pop taking shots at the president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had to. Do. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the community is this point, I think it's the biggest week in woke off history. I uh, oh for sure. It is such but a big, it's such a big woke week. I'm not even sure who to declare the winner. Well, I do think that we do need to focus on the biggest news story of the week. Oh. Uh, uh, and what would that be, Sean? Uh, uh, Joey, you met Frankie Munez. I did. I did meet Frankie Munez. Uh, uh it was at an undisclosed location. Uh, yes, yeah, at a Chinese restaurant I deliver food for. <laughs> oh, that's kind a good Uh, uh, uh I might Sean, also work at that restaurant. Y- yeah, <laughs> I might have also gotten you a job delivering food at that restaurant. Uh, and that. last night I came in, and the restaurant was totally empty except for a table of four that included Frankie Muniz. Oh. And uh, I'm gonna read a series of texts I sent Sean as this was happening. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Everything <laughs> I sent you was in all caps. Yeah, uh, and it's yesterday at 9.08, I sent, I think Frankie fucking Muniz is at uh, the restaurant right now, and then I sent two undercover photos of Frankie Muniz, and then yeah. while it passed, I said, and at this point, I'm getting frustrated that you are in the mountains and cannot answer these tags. Yeah, and because then I, I, could get, I could get the initial but not the photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then I said, is that Frankie Muniz?" And then, like 10 seconds later, it is. He's talking about Dancing with the Stars. He's complaining about ESPN. Sean, why are you in the mountains right now? What do I do here? I have to get a picture with him, right? And then I did get a picture with him. It is on our Twitter. That's uh, pretty good. Everyone's reaction to seeing that picture has been, does he know? And God, no, he does not know. Of oh, course he doesn't know. Uh, I get nervous when I no. will tag his Twitter <laughs> handle in our thing because the last thing I need is to get blocked by Frankie Muniz because oh, then no. I'll have to come up with some different content for this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like... Brian Cranston's Twitter account? That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about the NBA, Sean. Um, yeah, let's do it. So, I'm assuming, I'm going to just go ahead and assume all of our listeners know more about what's been going on than you, Sean, because you're in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's walk it through. So, this started... At, okay, let me let me try to explain to you correctly because I have been able to get uh, a little bit of Twitter. I, I can't really watch videos or embedded tweets. So I just have to piece it together from like reporters who are like quoting and like. But my favorite sports reporter right now is a guy who does not know how to thread his tweets, <laughs> and so I'm like, yes. Yeah. So as I understand it, Steph Curry said, uh, the Warriors weren't going to go to the White House. That is not what he said. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, it was media day, and the next day, they were going to have a meeting as a team to vote on whether they would go. And Steph Curry said he was going to vote no and not go. Steph Curry basically said he was not going to go. Not that the Warriors were not going to go. But, we also all know the Warriors were not going to go. <laughs> that seemed very likely, given the personalities on the team, things that have happened. Um, Steph Curry's personal <laughs> Barack Obama, who Donald Trump had a racist birther campaign that went uh-huh. to the White House. Uh-huh. And so, okay, so after that, Trump strikes back. And well, says, well, go ahead. You're <laughs> missing a funny thing, which Fox and Friends talked about Steph Curry not wanting to go 20 minutes before he tweeted at Steph Curry. Oh, so that's that yeah, that that's driving our national policy. Is whatever happens to be on Fox and Friends when the President of the United States is watching, you know. The earliest of his five daily hours of television. Yes. And so he tweeted that uh, if, if Steph Curry was, un- was visiting the White House is an honor and a privilege, uh, if Steph Curry can't decide, I'll decide for him. Invitation rescinded. Except uh-huh. like He wouldn't say the word rescinded. Right. That seems like too complicated a word. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then... Uh... LeBron James replied to that and uh, started off his reply with, you bum. Yes. Which is basically the best thing. <laughs> uh, LeBron was awesome. You bum. He wasn't going to go anyway. Oh, and it used to be an honor before you before you got there. Yeah. And at that point, NBA Twitter exploded. <laughs> Uh, and I, now, now, my question is: Was Trump tweeting about national anthem protests and calling Kaepernick before this or after this? Yes, he had a rally in Alabama the uh-huh. day before, where he <laughs> said, uh, for no reason, um, <laughs> that if uh, that he would that NFL owners. Should get uh, anyone who should get those sons of bitches who kneel off the field. Wow, those, great, great language. So now, he, we've asked on this podcast before whether Donald Trump has ever seen an entire NBA game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely seen a whole football game. But yes, he used to he's own a football team. I'm gonna say that. Donald Trump has, in fact, gotten a blowjob watching both the New York Giants and New York Jets <laughs> at the points. Now, when we're talking about the Twitter part, I do want to point out a tweet that I think flew under the radar, okay, uh, please. that people kind of didn't talk about enough, uh, and it's from Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez? Yeah, uh, and we're, I think we're not in the woke off <laughs> As like you, you and I have both been paid to write jokes before. Yes, yes. and I. This is like a really, really well-written joke. That's why I wanted to point it out. <laughs> yeah. So that day, Robin Lopez tweeted, "It's okay, warriors. In a few months, real Donald Trump probably won't be able to visit the White House either." Yeah. That's uh, good. Proud it's a that good joke. joke. look was when he read that joke. Marvin, <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. That's my joke construction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then basically what happened after Twitter um, went crazy and everyone was tweeting yeah. about the president. Uh, then all these teams had media days, Sean. The next oh, day. Well, so that was like... Yeah, that was Monday. Monday was media day for like most <laughs> every stage yes. Warriors had it Friday, and then everyone had it media days. So oh, that 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 movie was right like ahead of so, us huh. um, so let me just read a couple of so Pop had I think the wokest speech of all time for anyone <laughs> yesterday. Uh <sometimes>. uh, uh <laughs> He, he was talking <laughs> yeah, about like. Right. Bernie Sanders saw that speech and was like, you, you could tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, have you read any of it? Yeah, I've read some quotes. I've read some excerpts from uh, both Pop and LeBron. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, I mean they would be, there's a Cleveland beat writer or somebody who was there who was just going uh, quote by quote and. Sequencing the between especially adding them for that person. Pop was talking about how, like, he went full on and kind of white privilege and how being oh, that, born white. He was like, yeah. how being born white is like being born in the fifty meter line of a one hundred meter dash. Uh, and he was also talking about the president. It was so woke. Well, it's amazing because Pop, Pop's. Thomas were like academic woke. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm angry and this guy's an idiot. But let me just give you some uh, college level uh, race relations in America stuff. Here's some theory. Like, because like, yes, uh, it would be great if Greg Popovich just the assigning people in the syllabus. Why not at this point? Um, so then some other things that happened. Uh, I mean, the NBA got so woke this weekend, people like J.J. J. Reddick and Frank Kaminsky were being woke, Sean. Oh, that's right, Frank Kaminsky. The <laughs> woke-up Wisconsin badger. We had some woke-up nominees, so people that joined the woke-up, we had Frank Kaminsky. J.J. Um, J. Reddick, I saw, said something, but I wasn't sure what it was. J.J. Reddick said woke stuff. Um, okay. so other things that happened... Uh, John Wall called out Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers for not being woke. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers was very lukewarm in his endorsement of Colin Kaepernick's uh, football <laughs> talent like two weeks ago. That's as far as he went. Uh, Bradley uh, Beal called Trump a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Tom Brady like still saluting the flag on Sunday, too, like next to the teammates? Uh, kinda. The worst oh, yeah, thing that happened in football, th- football th- you missed this, the worst thing that happened in football is this guy, so the Steelers decided to stay in the locker room for huh. the National Anthem, which, like, was their way of, like, kind of not choosing either side. Like, what like Mike Tomlin saying? You don't have to decide to kneel or not kneel, right? So, I'm kind of like at this point, I'm like, feel like that's I don't know. It it it, it feels like it become a different thing. But but yeah, go ahead. Uh, So this so the Steelers stayed in the locker room, and then this random Steelers linebacker stood outside the tunnel with his hand on his heart. Standing oh, yeah. For the anthem. That kind of humble patriotism <laughs> that uh, we saw, that And then he became like a conservative meme, where everyone was like, "Be like this guy." <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday, I was like, "This guy got his leg blown off in Afghanistan. I bet he wishes he could stand for the anthem." Yeah, like uh, that, Kaepernick. <laughs> But so then, yesterday, he had a press conference where he was like, I didn't mean to do that. But what happened to me is I got stuck outside the tunnel... Before the game, and I, then the anthem started, and I couldn't get back to the locker room in time, and I didn't want them to film me, like, walking away from me like, <laughs> running away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, like, apologized. He's like, I didn't mean to throw all my teammates under the bus. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard the Seahawks were staying in the locker room and didn't know... He was also staying in the locker room. Yeah. So the game just started with no players. In the field. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the, and then the anthem singer took a knee, right? I mean, I oh, guess. Oakland Oaklander also took a knee. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and what happened last night? The Cowboys, all as a team, took a knee, including Jerry Jones. Wow. Uh, but then they stood up for the Anthem, I believe. Like, they all started on a knee, and then the Anthem <laughs> began, and they all stood up. I literally don't understand what linking arms means. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, what are... You're showing unity, but, like, a, against up For what? we're like, um, We're standing to honor the flag and our favorite game, Red Rover. Red Rover, Red Rover, sent justice right over. (laughs) Um, So then, yeah, taking a meme now, what's really shitty about it is I feel like it's becoming, like, co-opted by, like, white people who hate Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like people changing their Facebook profile photos. To have like a French flag in the background, right? And, and what's being lost? And the message is: I saw a news story. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I mean, what's being lost is like it's a protest for like racial equality and like yeah. black and like what? Black Lives Matter, and that like doesn't right. matter now. Now it's I hate Trump. Yeah, um, is it's shitty, but I mean, I do think it is. Not like it wasn't telling before, but that Donald Trump is now the symbol of the opposition to racial equality. Like, right? He like, is. He is a bad, dirty cop. My, but like something that bugs me was this morning. I saw a tweet that was a picture of David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson taking a knee on the set of the X Files. And so it's like justice is out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like what does that mean exactly? Now granted, I loved, I loved that Bill Russell took a knee. Yes, Bill Ru- That was the other thing we need to bring up. Bill Russell started a Twitter account, and it is the most unwieldy handle I've ever seen. It's like a Bill Russell seven zero one one seven three nine zero zero or something like that. <laughs> I mean it's, it's clearly just the thing they give you on Twitter where they're like here's your name. What about this? <laughs> and Bill Russell You know Bill Russell at this point is like eighty four years old? That's <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it That's looks like, like Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, whatever. But what was it now? It was Bill Russell. Like it's a picture of Bill what do they need to handle? So, and then he tweeted himself taking a knee and hashtagged MSNBC. In yeah, the- for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my parents are also old and watch MSNBC all the time, so I can I could see that. Um. Uh. That's great though. That's that's our oldest member of the wokeoff, possibly. Maybe he'd be on, like, the Masters Woke-Off Tour? Oh, he's on, like... No, he's... But he's, like, a Woke-Off Hall of Famer already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's right yeah. right. <laughs> adding to his... He was already a Woke-Off Hall of Famer. Yeah. And <laughs> he just found, like, coming out of retirement, like, to hit a, a Woke free throw in the World yeah. Finals. Um, <laughs> so, uh, basically... I just I want to talk about two losers of the woke-off this week, though. Oh, please. Yes. Um, Basically, well, first off, I want to talk about Adam Silver, actually. Uh, okay. I thought his statement was whack. What did uh, Adam Silver's statement say? It, it was fine. It just, to me, it wasn't strong enough. Um, well, I mean, yeah, they had a memo to the players a little while ago. Where he and uh, the president of the Players Association realized he encouraged me to be politically active, and accept it. He said, "I was in favor of the team visiting the White House and thought it was a rare opportunity for these players to share their views directly with the president. I'm disappointed that that will not happen." More importantly, I'm proud of our players for taking an active role in communities and, act and continuing to speak out on critically important issues. I mean, I'm, that's all right. It's weaker than like Vivek's statement, though. That's weird that Vivek had a strong statement, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm really if not, right. no. I have no reason to think Vivek is not well. No, he like did his statement say, look. In interactions with the police, people of color are starting the, the interaction playing four on five. <laughs> <laughs> his statement did not say that. We uh, need to cherry pick some justice. But, yeah, basically, like, the NDA, they've just got to be tougher. Like, I would have rather, like, say Trump's name, and he's the reason that this is not happening, not the Warriors, really. Because here's the but, thing, like, all of the players probably would have not gone, but I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr would have went. Steve Kerr kept saying how he wanted to go to talk to the guy. I wouldn't so, have been shocked to see Draymond go. You know what I mean? Like, like Draymond for a... I, that was the thing to me that always said it wasn't going to happen, because, like, like is does Draymond Green even have a security clearance to enter the White House during a Republican administration? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? Uh, that was the thing where I'm like, I can't imagine it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully... So, now, so, if, if we're... Are are New Balances still White Power shoes? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> are Under Armour woke shoes or not really? Uh, Under Armour, I believe, are a wash because okay. Steph Curry okay. is woke, but the owner of Under Armour is still not woke. Same with Tom yeah, Brady. The CEO was on that Trump panel for a while. Yeah. And Nike, Nike basically, based on their business model, cannot really be woke. Yes, yeah, but I would say Nike is closer to being woke than Under Armour. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay. Uh, uh, do we know where L.A. lights from L.A. gear fit in? Uh, probably I believe, not very woke. I See, I was going to say they were probably pretty woke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, let's okay. talk about the biggest loser this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Dwight Howard, at his media day the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, someone, Tom Haverstrow from ESTN asked Dwight Howard if he'd go to the White House if he won the title. And Dwight said, I'd go to Dwight House. Oh, oh he is such a... This is a guy who thinks he is so funny. Yeah. Uh, now, I'll say, I did tell my girlfriend that quote the other day, yesterday, and she thought it was funny. I mean... It it's like I think it might have a chance of being funny if someone other than Dwight Howard said it. He's right. Like, he doesn't it's realize so weird, he, he doesn't know anything about Dwight Howard. He's like the bootleg uh you know, off brand version of Shaq anyway. hmm Um which is like I mean, Shaq would not get off this I think. Yeah, it, it reminded him of being like custodians academics. But the White House is just like me. Mean- oh, I told I told I, I was saying yesterday. Uh, I thought he's very close to declaring that he's a Dwight supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sean, I have a question for you. Yes, would you rather go to the White House or Dwight's house? Oh, the White House easily. <laughs> oh, Even Trump there. Dwight Howard's house. Uh, I know. Mean, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, Dwight's house is probably insane. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would rather go to Dwight's house. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I went to Dwight Howard's house, though, I might eventually get subpoenaed. To testify at a civil or criminal trial about that's on there. <laughs> my and biggest the only, worry, <laughs> I guess, that's true in the White House too. So my, get think, my <laughs> biggest worry about going to Dwight's house is ending up like Jason Williams, limo driver. Um. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, how many? Let me let me ask you a How many do you think Dwight Howard owns? How many guns? Yeah. Uh... I would what's the over 100 (laughs) yeah I was gonna say a minimum of 25 (laughs) (laughs) it's weird to think about I've never thought about it before but I'm like oh of course he owns a million guns well no there was that story about how the two things he collects are guns and snakes guns and, and snakes yeah he has lots of snakes what, a, what a, <laughs> a safe place to visit. I mean, the That's you know what the other thing he collects is? Uh, illegitimate that. children! <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not get sued. Um, <laughs> uh, the other big loser of the woke-off today, and there's no way... I wish you could see this, Sean. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a long video. Michael Beasley was on... Uh, one of the New York channels. It, re- it reminds me... It, I'm so pumped for the Michael Beasley Knicks era. Because... I think he has a starting job now that Mello's been traded. Right. Um, <laughs> well, no, they're going to start Canter. Uh... Well, Jesus. Well, but this, but isn't Tim Hardaway... The sh- isn't there a hole with the small forward spot? I My... Well, they still have Courtney Lee, which there's yeah. a very charm. There's a very charming video of Courtney Lee not being able to say Mandingus Man- Mandaugus Kuzminskus' name yesterday at media day, and then he goes up to him and he's like, "Hey, how do I pronounce your name?" And he goes, Mandaugus Kuzminskus," and then uh, Courtney Lee is like oh, I've been saying it, like, this way, and he says it wrong, and, <laughs> and then Douglas goes, that's disrespectful, bro. <laughs> um, so Michael Beasley today was on one of those news shows that is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it reminds me of a classic Seth Marbury video. If you're only using 10% of your brain, then you don't even know you're using 10% of your brain is what he says. And then he gets in an argument where he's like, uh, where he's like, the guy who found, well, we only use 10% of your brain, he was using 11% of his brain and, like, makes it a math thing and the lady, and this goes on for three minutes. So I say for the record you use your whole brain. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to learn one thing from this podcast, your brain is... I mean, I don't know if your brain is fine, but, yeah. You're not not—you're not missing out on unlocking an extra 1%. But, yeah, it definitely reminded me of... So, yeah, here's what he says. It's, it's Beasley posits that only someone who achieved 11% brain function could tell everyone else that 10% was the ceiling. And then he sort of implies that he is, uses eleven percent of his brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, like, Michael Beasley, you I think mean, like a one guy? <laughs> and the the lady hosting it is like, he's like, think about it, like ten and ninety, and she's like, yeah, that's correct. And he's like, see, you get what I'm saying? And she's like, no, I just spent like. To get to a 100%. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, so he's never played with Kyrie, right? <laughs> anyway, I think Michael Beasley and Kyrie Irving would have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, wait. I'm. I'm. I mean, this does make me way more excited for Michael Beasley in New York. Like, those guys are going to have to write something. Um, um, yeah. No Phil, no Mello. Man. Well, yeah, that is what we need to talk about next, right? Well, uh, let's revisit the woke-off leaderboard, and then let's go to the mellow trade. I am not ready to name a leader of the woke off. I think it's LeBron. I, Pop was so strong. Kerr was so well, strong. And then Seth Curry did start I, the entire thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, I agree with all those things. I am just not comfortable having a white person leading the woke off. That's I, I guess that's what I'm saying. That might I, be look, the trolls on the internet are gonna kill me for my racist comments. But, <laughs> God, you're so you're you're a proponent of white genocide in the woke off? I can't believe I said that. But yeah, I I <laughs> um I was prepared to argue that we should just name the NBA the leader of the woke-off currently and clear the board for the rest of the season. Yeah, because it is the preseason. So technically yeah. day is the very first day of the 2017-18 woke-off season. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so we're going to say for the players, it is surprisingly – uh the, the leaderboard, in some order, is, like, Curry, James, Mellow, uh, Mello, no, Mello. Mello, Mello uh, <laughs> Lope, Ro, and Robin Lopez. Yeah, well, and, and Reddick, and Frank Kaminsky, <laughs> and, and Bradley Beal, and John Wall. Uh, anyone but Dwight Howard and Michael Beasley, basically. <laughs> this is... You know what? You know what? America basically elected a mascot, and it's not a surprise that Robin Lopez is speaking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing that you've missed, Sean, basically, look later next week. We're only going one episode a week while you're gone. Mm. Um, next week, we're going to put up an episode a division preview that we recorded last week before you left, where we predict that everything is going to go crazy. Uh, But I don't think we predicted it this bad. Uh, So let me me walk you through a couple of things that have happened, Sean. Uh, Dwayne Wade is a Cavalier. As he signed? Okay, I knew he was going to. Uh, he's going to announce it Wednesday, but Woj said that the deal is done. And he gave up a fair amount of money to this, right? Like million? $8 million, 8 million bucks, yeah. Damn. Um, Carmelo Anthony is an Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, that is not really a ruined team, I would No. Say. Uh, I would the team is... Of- Go ahead. I I've had limited internet, and I listened to an old uh early summer low post. Zach Lowe totally predicts the Paul George to Oklahoma City trade. By mm-hmm. the way, he may have even forgotten he did that. Mm-hmm. But he even calls it like throw Victor Oladipo in there. I don't know. That seems like it could t- anyway. Uh That was shocking. So Oklahoma City has has this off season exchanged Doug McDermott. Dennis Cantor, Dural Depot, Sabonis, and a second-round Chicago Bulls pick for Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Yes. That's pretty crazy. Uh, this is like... Well, also, the amazing thing, too, is that they got Doug McDermott and that pick for trading Cameron Payne. Yes. And I guess Joffrey Laverne, too. But basically, and then they also got Taj Gibson. So if you consider Gibson for Laverne a wash, Doug McDermott Dermott and a second-round pick basically gets you Cameron Payne or Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Is that what we figured out? That is so nuts. Yeah. Uh, but, man, what a team. I mean, if you're Russell Westbrook... Uh, you've got that extension on the table. You still don't really have any incentive to sign it until next summer because you still get the exact same money. Mm-hmm. I think John Wall got more by signing it when he did. Uh, but if you were if you were hoping that your uh, general manager could get you some help for a title push this year this is about as good as anyone is ever going to do yes <laughs> like like guys that you didn't even want on the, I I I don't know if this is correct or not but I I think that they just wanted to dump Cantor and Oladipo yes like they would have gotten rid of them for nothing and instead right. they got Paul George who is you know still unlikely to stay I would say just because like, mutually, I feel like it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you do know, you could sign and trade him so he gets more money. Maybe he likes it there. You know, again, Fresno, Indianapolis, uh, Palmdale, like, Oklahoma City might look pretty good. And then you have criminal liberty. So, I mean, essentially, as long as Russell Westbrook hasn't been completely flipped into solo Triple Double uh, Army of One mode forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma City is going to be pretty good. Yeah, it is either going they're either going to be a total disaster or uh-huh. the Western Conference finalist. Yeah, I mean because you have basically your starting five right now. I would say Westbrook, Roberson, George, Anthony, Adams. Yeah. And then on the bench, you've got Patrick Patterson, mm-hmm. um, uh, Raymond Felton. Uh, <laughs> Raymond Felton, I forgot. Uh, Abrinus. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Like, uh, that's a lot of defense, that's a lot of shooting. I think Paul George and Carmelo Anthony are both dramatically better spot up shooters than they are shooting off the dribble. Um then you're forgetting about Jeremy Grant. Good oh, play, yeah. So that's that's a, all good guys. It seems like maybe they won't have to run Russell Westbrook into the ground. At Although he kind of wanted to be, he was sprinting into the ground himself. It wasn't like they were just letting him go. But Here, uh, here's which, what I worry about yeah. with this yeah. team. You know how everyone said that like the Warriors' pieces fit together perfectly? Yes. Uh, these, their three stars don't necessarily fit, in my opinion. Well, yes. I would say Russell Westbrook gets a lot of assists, but I don't think he's necessarily known for, like, setting up his teammates exactly. like, he likes to kind of dominate the ball and then throw it to someone else. So it's not like a—it's not like a big passing offense. And I don't really feel like Carmelo Anthony is a ball mover either. No, and George Paul George is a guy who complains when he doesn't shoot. When he's not allowed well, to shoot as much as he wants. Well, will. he is the number three option right now. So, right. um. <laughs> That being said, I think they're going to win a ton of games, so that might do a lot. I mean, I think Melo is... I understand why they did this. Uh, they got off that cancer contract. But I think it is extremely likely. Maybe not extremely, but, but I would say it's like... What does Mello have an option for next year? Something like $28 million? Yeah. What would he get on the next summer if he opted out, opt it out. Uh, I bet he could get somewhere between 12 and 15 yeah I don't think he's leaving 15 million dollars on the table. see no, I think, think he, he is for you think he is going to leave the money on I him? think he's going to opt out I, it's going to be because he's going to see the writing on the wall where if he holds on it's it's a long term money play Well, I get 15 million over four years somewhere where the next year I'm not sure he can get a four year deal or a three year deal. Do you think there's any possibility he stays in Oklahoma City next season? No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the whole banana boat is our free agents next summer. Yeah. Uh and I, so, think, I mean that that might be sailing. What if they all go back to the Knicks? I think they're going to <laughs> Cleveland. That well, would think the it. most banana they boat is Cleveland. And they just clear out Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Man. Oh, I guess Isaiah Thomas is leaving, so yeah. Wow. That'd be incredible. <laughs> um I mean, this is what's nice about this is that you force Carmelo Anthony to play power forward where he should have just kind of been playing all the time anyway. Uh, well, I actually think what's interesting about this is I think Roberson will be the one forced to play power forward, which is also where he should have been playing. <laughs> well, but you think Paul George is going to play shooting guard? Yes. I don't really think he's fast enough to do that. I, I mean on offense. Defensively, I don't think it cares. Oh, it matters man. Because whatever. and then I'll switch. Offensively, who cares? But I mean, Melo is going to be the... I, I. Basically, he's not playing small forward. He, he is not going to get torched by uh, small forwards. There is someone else to guard those people for him. He will get yeah. way less torched by power forwards, I think. Uh, yeah, and the hoodie comes with it, right? Well, he wore the hoodie all day at media day yesterday. But Every so picture he, he was wearing a hoodie. Where do you think this puts the Thunder? Where are they, like in the West? Um, they're uh, second or third, better than Houston. I think they're about the same as Houston. Uh, their coaching's worse, um... Like, Houston has an identity to me, even with Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul can easily fuck up that identity. Yeah. But if Houston... If Chris Paul buys into DM Tony, that's an easier sell to me than these three guys. Than Billy yeah. Donovan designing an offense that keeps these three guys happy. That are all... that are all in the last year of their deals, too. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. Congratulations, Oklahoma City, though, and congratulations, Sam Presti. Um We have made fun of you. You are actually awesome, and we were wrong to critique you. This was an amazing sequence of I'm not I'm not going that far, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I still think they're going to lose five to the Warriors. Um, well, yeah, but that's better than going to a slap. I <laughs> can <laughs> slap it for <pretty> you. <laughs> Uh, I hope they'll get that one win in OKC, and then they don't have to watch him lose in person. Oh, I forgot another big piece of news. Sean is yes. that the son signed TJ Warren to a uh, four for fifty million dollar extension. Wow, that's a lot more money than I thought they would. I mean, why not? They have so. Policies. So we've got four more years of not being sure if T.J. Warren is a good basketball player or not. So that'll be and hard. we're not, we're not going to know for at least two more years, too. So. Yeah. Uh, four. 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 Well, I just mean at least, I, I feel like we could have an idea by 2019 or 2020, if he's good. Mm, I think he's, he's the new PJ Tucker. Where it's like we think this guy's good, but his team is so terrible, it's impossible to tell. Yeah. Like he he need to like win a Euroleague MVP award. And yeah. <laughs> um, I hope they front loaded that deal though. Uh, I think it didn't that it's make a lot fun. of what it is. <laughs> Oh, hold on! But just uh, what do we think of the Knicks in this deal? Oh, um, I think I think they are spending way too much money on centers who aren't good. Uh, especially considering that their best player is a center. Oh man, I want to talk about Ennis Cantor for a second. So, his message on the way out was he told the Thunder to go out and beat the Warriors for him. Yeah. Yeah, Which makes sense because even when he was on the Thunder, Ennis Cantor was relying on other people to beat the Warriors because Mm -hmm. he could not stay on the court. So, staying informed. Also, he was like the leader. Oh, Kevin Durant, leave Thunder for life, hooking up the team, and they like, threw him in the trash. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so now the Knicks have added, uh, essentially a political prisoner. So they've <laughs> been a fellow, but now they are official enemies of the nation of Turkey. Yeah. Uh, which is, which actually was already true, because, uh that's actually the only place jb and the straight shots album came out. <laughs> and so, James Dolan is already uh hiding from the Turkish secret police. So that makes sense. Um, yeah, I I think it's I think it's fine. Like they weren't going to get anything that bullsick to be okay and I think it's uh cancer has a bad contract, but the worst thing possible would be the possibility of Melo opting in, which I think yeah. really was a possibility. Which, you see, here, here's a lesson for these teams. When you have a guy that, like, it goes sour and things aren't working out, don't hold out to punish them or try to get something. Just, like, close the door. Right. It's okay to just let a guy go when it's over. You know I mean? like, you're, you're, just, you're better, don't stop driving by Melo's house. In the middle of the night, James Dolan. Like, just... <laughs> Here's what... Uh, Stop watching the Facebook page. Yeah. I mean, if you if anyone has watched uh, an episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, that's what happens. Like, if mm-hmm. they start feuding, they're both gone. Yeah. Like yeah, less too short. So, near York Dix fans, enjoy the Tim Hardaway Jr. NS Cantor, Chris Sperzingas era. Yokan know, uh, has three years left on his contract. <laughs> now what I will say is I do think Cantor and Porzingis offensively will be pretty dope. Yeah. I mean they can't really guard anybody, but they can't guard anybody. Cantor, but I think they're a rebounding and uh yeah, like Porzingis can spot up. They now they, they both can have spot anyone. Up. Yeah, and uh now, do they have anyone who can pass them the ball? French, French, baby! I think, uh, I think it's I think it's Ron Baker's job to just keep <laughs> keep <laughs> <and> it happy. Gotta <laughs> be thinking like I have a compelling story about my life. Ron Baker is already a successful author uh, with his book. You're too big to dream small. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect fit. So Dwayne Wade's going to the Cavs. Join those other other former Bulls great, Derek Rose, in the backcourt. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Reuniting this was the pairing the Bulls bullshit they could have had last year, but sadly. Uh how do you think this is good? Like how, does Dwayne Wade help them? I would say yes just because he's another guy who can dribble the ball up the court, he doesn't seem to really fit in with what the Cavs try to do. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, um, neither does Derrick Rose. Because when LeBron's successful, you have these guys, you know, Kyrie was sort of a point guard. He was mostly a shooting guard. Yeah. But, like, Kind of need your your point guard to not need the ball in his hands that much, and to be able to spot up from three. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Wade's range is about eighteen feet at this point. Yeah, but this is the argument we had when he was when they were on the heat together too. Dwayne really yeah, at this point, Dwayne Dwayne Wade going to know how to play with LeBron. I'm just saying, Dwayne was 29 then. Yeah, like I I, I think he's helpful. No, I mean, I, if you want. If you want I mean, I think I think it's just not an ideal fit for what they do, but, but for, like, a healthy body in the backcourt, and LeBron won't have to do so much traveling to have dinner with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge win. I mean, he'll, I mean, Are they going to be allowed to take two weeks off together to go to Miami? I think they can do whatever they want, man. Contract is. <laughs> That's what do we think we're gonna say? Um, yeah, I think uh, we're getting, 60, I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get sixty vintage Dwayne Wade games. Sixty. Sixty. Uh, I. I do not think so. I think Dwayne Wade is a great player, probably one of the four best shooting guards in NBA history. Uh, but he old. I mean, he can still do something. But he's, uh, you know, but the thing is he doesn't have to play. He doesn't even have to play 60 games. He's just, uh, like, low minutes fit Wade. I mean, this is this is a no-brainer successful thing for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's going to have, like, a huge impact. Like, can you play Dwayne Wade? How many minutes can he play against the Warriors? Um, I think he can... I think playoff wage, if he yeah. still exists, can play 30 minutes starting Clay Thompson. I don't. I don't think he can do that. I, I mean, think I don't know how well he'd do. But you remember, like, I, I mean, it's, it's better it's than him being amazing in that play, in the playoffs for Miami. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing in the 2012 playoffs for Miami. And no, I mean he was just, in the playoffs against the Raptors. Like, do you? Last not last season, but the season before. I just, I just don't. I don't think he like fits what they do. I mean, again, better than Darren Williams, better than having Garrett Rose. Like, he's a positive, but I don't expect him to make much of an impact. He's just, it's just old man. I think he's better than Chumpert. Uh probably mentally. I mean they're they they haven't been trying to get rid of him for two straight years, so that seems correct. Um Yeah, look look, he's he's an extra guy in the backcourt for them. Any minute he plays is potentially a minute Jeff Green isn't playing. Um, <laughs> I forgot that. Jeff. And I think the other thing I think will really help the Cavs is uh, it's going to make the Celtics really mad. Like they're just going to hate it. They're going to hate that LeBron and Wade are going to play them in the conference finals again. <laughs> and they're just going to they're just going to be so mad. Uh. Man, I mean, I would be fine adding Dwayne Wade to the Cavaliers if he were 40 and barely played. Like, give LeBron someone to hang out with, man. That's not Richard Jefferson. Yeah, James, yeah, James Jones is gone. <laughs> Jefferson, Jefferson's too busy podcasting and <laughs> laying the foundation for a, a media career. Get Wade in there. It'll be really fun, too. Like, I, I love those guys together. Mm-hmm. They genuinely... Love each other. I'm excited. I think we'll get a vintage LeBron and a vintage Wade season. Like, not all star level Wade, but I think Wade's going to be real good. Contract year, baby. He's, He's in a contract with the contract year contracts Dwayne Wade. Not last year. I can't uh, say true about last He's on a good team where he doesn't have to be even the third best player. And he's in a new contract here. I think I think, Dwayne Wade, you know what? I'm going to say it. Sixth man of the year candidate, Dwayne Wow, right. wow, wow. <laughs> I can't believe you're disrespecting Patrick Patterson, Andre Iguodala, and uh, Danilo Gallinari like that. I, like I did say candidate. Oh, candidate, yeah. Uh, other oh, things, that oh, happen- Michael Beasley, Michael Beasley, <laughs> stealth candidate. Uh, <laughs> other things, that have a green light. Uh, other things, eleven percent of his shot at shooting <laughs> <laughs> Uh Other things that happened on uh, day yesterday, yesterday, on yes. uh, Doc Rivers has a goatee now. He looks. Oh, like I love Doc it. Rivers. Yeah, evil Doc. That's great. So he's like. He's going to, like, underpay his son. And um, my favorite thing that happened, are you ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Amir Johnson said this. Amir Johnson, on gaining weight as a young player, I think Rashid Wallace told me to drink beer once to gain weight. That is the most believable story I've ever heard of Rashid Wallace. <laughs> of course he said that. <laughs> Rashid Wallace is like (laughs) one of the greatest athletes in NBA history who had no visible muscle definition. (laughs) He, said that. By the way, Amir Johnson, by the way, was a teenager at that point. Yeah. So Rashid Wallace was also contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Um, Amir Johnson and Jason Maxfield famously are in that that amazing oh. Binkle Bells video. Oh, with, with Rashid. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think, do you think Amir Johnson had a beer before that? Uh, yeah. How many beers do you think Rashid had before that? Um, 12. Yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> yeah, two six-packs, or as we like to call it, a double-double. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Sean, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go back to the mountains? I mean, before you go back to the mountains. Yeah, that's right. I'm here on this mountain. I'll be here for another 10 days, and then, uh, I will be at the Savage Henry Festival in Arcade. I'm not that far from Arcade right now, but, uh, on the mountain right now, and, uh, I've been listening to it. Oh, one thing that, third listeners aren't going to care about this, but I'm still going to say it. Uh... On on the recommendation of Nate Duncan, I always think mm-hmm. that the too, the great, great basketball podcast Doug on at one and a half speed. Mm-hmm. And so now that I've had like a lot of time to kill, I've been listening to them on normal speed mm-hmm. and I'm like shocked at the diff at, at how it makes me feel about their respective voices. Like David Rose <laughs> has a much less high voice when I'm not artificially speeding him mm-hmm. up like a chipmunk. And um, also, I just wanted to congratulate Nate Duncan on his engagement. Okay. Well, uh, so congratulations to listening. Nate. Look, congratulations <laughs> to Nate. Congratulations to Nate's fiance, And congratulations to uh, Nate's tenant at his rental property, who got some new blinds recently. So, <laughs> all <of it. laughs> Um. All right. Um. I guess we don't have a for this week on, your, unfortunately. But I guess, I guess listen to Dunk On. That's our sponsor. Check out the Dunk On products. Their code is Capspace. Uh, they talk about it all the time on the podcast, <laughs> Remember, It's remember. Uh, sometimes it's the URL. Sometimes it's a promotional code. But, yeah, you, know, you can save some money and let them know that you came from, I guess, Ralph Rock, but for Dunked On. So, I mean, yeah. Sh- Sean, while we're talking about this, yeah, yeah. listeners, we we don't often talk about these guys on this podcast, but Sean and I yeah. are both obsessed with Nate Duncan and Danny Larue. Oh, we we love think Their fun. lives are so interesting, um, and I want to I want to point something out to you on yep. the new Real GM Radio. Yeah, uh, Danny Larue talked lovingly for about ten minutes about the clothing <laughs> subscription service Bombfell uh-huh. uh-huh. and uh, talks about how much how he loves that their their personalized stylist got him new clothes for the Twitter uh-huh. NBA show uh, That's and really he, good. he says I'm trying out some new looks I wasn't so sure about it but then I talked to the personalized stylist at a bombfell and I'm going to try it out I got some new items for the Twitter NBA show uh-huh. And I cannot wait to see what he is wearing. I cannot wait for the season to start. Uh, it's going to be great. I don't really care about training camp battles. I just want that season to start. And hopefully I will not still be on a mount when that happens. Um, I care about some training camp battles. But uh, some training camp battles? Oh, some. Training some. Like, uh, I'm dying to see what the Sixers end up with in their starting lineup. Because ben, oh, yeah. ben, ben Simmons keeps declaring himself a point guard, and they just paid a lot of money for ostensibly a point guard. I mean, uh, well, a lot of draft picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Marco Fultz is going to have to learn to play off ball, I guess, because Ben Simmons is running the show. <laughs> I want to see what I want to see what that weird Clipper lineup ends up being. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. But we'll be we'll have another podcast next week. We'll come back with uh a bunch of stuff and we'll talk about uh like awards odds and actually kinda like formalize our predictions for playoff games. We did some over unders and stuff, but we'll have a we'll have like a good season preview. And we you know, we're planning a bunch of new features and stuff too. So we're very yeah. excited. Thanks everybody for listening. Some people said some nice things about us on the internet. We love that. uh, uh We love tweets, reviews. Um, Oh, and we'll actually, I think when it settles down a little bit, we'll actually put up uh, a woke-off rankings. Yeah, and um, also, one last thing. Uh, Listen to us on Fast Break Breakfast. We were on last week. Oh, yeah. The episode where we plug that will be up next week. Um, Oh, that's right. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I'm so excited for the season to start. Yeah, and fast break um, breakfast guys, if you're listening, I've been eating breakfast a lot more. Weekend, <laughs> so you proud <do> <laughs> of me. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, Where on five twenty six fifteen I tweeted, "Think I broke my knee trying to get on my motorcycle. Tried to whip my leg over real quick and need the luggage rack so hard I threw up." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of athlete we're going to be seeing on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Also, our most recent poll concluded, and overwhelmingly, people thought O.J. Simpson was more popular than Dwight Howard. Yes, I think that's correct. Uh, I also think that's correct, and that leads us to our new poll this week. Yes, yes. Um, Where would you rather go, the White House or Dwight's House? So, yeah. vote for that on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned, I'm just a comedic genius. Alright, um, uh, trust the process, everybody, trust the process, shut yeah, it can down, let's, let's go Let's go and the Body over you know what I'm saying? Body over here, big sauce. Fuck behind the of Check
1: it out. It's my job that I stay on point. 3D rep when you step in the joint. So much funk can make you lose your soul, but I stay cool, on cruise control. I see this shit looking kinda slick.